0: and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane. The pen is mightier than the sword head, which doesn't make any sense as a head, but, you know, was a thing. People say that. <laughs> Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Um, it's been a while since we've recorded. In the studio, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty stoked to talk about RPG stuff in general. I'm excited. I haven't got to play for a while. And yeah, I'm just I'm stoked to be in the studio again recording. So, Dane, what, what are we talking about this time?
1: Well, we're coming at you with a old TNT mm. tips and tricks about writing a prompt for your players. And by prompts, mm-hmm. character creation prompts. Yeah. You're starting a new campaign, doing a one-shot, what have you? Uh, so, you know the primer, the intro, how you get your players to prepare for the
0: upcoming session, mm-hmm. or you know one shot, the uh, new beginning, new whatever. campaign, whatever. You're you're starting, you're getting ready to start something. What players do you, need yeah. characters. What do you give to your players? Um, so we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about why. Why write a prompt? Maybe you don't do this, or maybe you haven't done this before. So we're going to talk about why. Why you would? Why giving a specific prompt to your players is a good idea. Um, we're going to talk about the components that make up a good prompt, uh, and then we're going to go over some examples. We've done this before, but we've written prompts for stuff before. We sat down and were like, we should make an episode about this. So we're going to talk about we're going to. We're gonna share some prompts for adventures that we've done before, and then we're gonna kind of go over what what's good. We are going to assess
1: and, them with the sternness yeah. of a tenured
0: high school professor. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna look at this shit based on the, you know the The rules and the advice that we put together for this episode, we're gonna be like, did we do a good job last time? Or you know,
1: how would you stuff?
0: rate this? Promise? Yeah, it's
1: probably gonna be an F for me, but we
0: are I C. No. I don't, I don't know about an F. I think maybe a solid D. I think we're too, we're too narcissistic to give ourselves Fs on anything. <laughs> we do pretty good jobs of, of about everything, pretty much everything. Yeah, so. We'll we both took a sip at the same time. Yeah, that's why Bad it radio. sounded. That was yeah. not great radio there. It was a little break, though. You barely noticed it. Why, why make a prompt? You're getting ready to run a new adventure or you've got like a one shot plan for this weekend, whatever. Why would you make a prompt for it? Why, why wouldn't you, you just spend- have everyone show up and, mm-hmm. you know, freeball it? Why make a prompt? Well, it's important for
1: the gm and the players to be on the same page right you don't want to show up ready for a session and the player's like well i want to be a, a commando with an assault rifle and you're like well actually it's a fantasy setting mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to tweak that
0: yeah and then you or spend like, 30 minutes tweaking it or come in and that's like the broadest sense mm. we're talking about like genre and setting you don't want to you, don't want your players to be like, Oh, well, i like, I'm gonna play this fantasy character that I usually play. And like, nah, actually, sorry, I should have told you beforehand, this is a superhero mm-hmm. one shot or whatever,
1: right? And so, that's the broad strokes. Uh, the, be, the be finer the strokes
0: page. are
1: so, like, yeah, they might make up a fantasy character or they have an idea for a fantasy character, but like, there's different types of fantasy too. Mm-hmm. Like, is this, you know, a uh, swords and sorcery, you know, whatever, right? So it helps you with your setting, your tone, and then of course, you know, like I mean, even with D anD D, bunch of playable mm-hmm. uh, races and classes. Yep. Maybe you wanna, you know, as the GM, you've been thinking like, oh, I want you know, this style of, of character. So, like, uh, I'm not going... And, you know, this one's a classic one on the internet. It's like, you know, flying characters. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're an ass ache for the
0: GM right. because the like, GM didn't consider them. So, as, as a game master, you want to think about what you have prepped and what's going to fit in it. And you want to let your players know that so that, you know, they come in on the same wavelength that you're mm. on
1: and they come in hot you mm-hmm. know you don't want them showing up cold uh, being like oh well I'm ready for the session
0: do you have a character idea no I haven't thought about it one yeah. and one I haven't bit. made one so we're gonna have to spend the first part of our limited time and we all know scheduling is an ass ache mm-hmm. limited time that you could you know struggle to get everyone together for oh now we have to spend half of it making characters so you wanna just get out ahead of that have your players already be thinking about, you know, who they're going to be, because they already know a little bit about mm. what's going to be happening and you know what what kind of adventure is going to be on the table. Yeah, and of course, you know, like an idea is is
1: better than no idea. They don't need to show up with you know a fully filled out character sheet ready to go, but like an idea at least expedites the process where they're thinking about like oh what class they're going to be what mechanics, what equipment they're going to have because you know you get there you can get a little stun locked with like oh well I didn't even consider uh, a main weapon let me check out the list holy Mm -hmm. shit this thing's you know three pages long so
0: let me spend 15 minutes just reading the options or even more than that like new players might have a character concept but maybe they haven't you know, cracked the player's handbook yet, mm-hmm. or whatever you're using? And they're like, I have an idea of what character I want to be, but then you're like, okay, I have that, no idea how to actualize yeah, it. Okay, that sounds like a, a fighter or maybe a paladin, and they're like, ooh, yeah, I don't know, could be either one, and then they have to spin you know, so you you give them the lead time to start thinking about it early, and be like, we know already, kind of where this is going to start, and what the general vibes are going to be. Come prepared with, you know, the whole character concept. Not necessarily fully written, but like, you know know, what it's going to be. At least,
1: you know, thought about, right? Yeah. You know, that's, it helps uh, get into the play faster, Mm. we think. uh, A prompt. That's why a prompt is very useful. Also, bonus it's fun yeah it's a little creative writing assignment you know like you don't have to write a book you don't have to write a short story write a paragraph
0: Mm -hmm. i think i mean for me as when i'm a player it's one of the funnest things about it when you have that lead time to like do a little bit of research if um you know if they tell you Like, it's a superhero one or a fantasy one or whatever. And they tell you something about the setting, especially if it's a setting um, that exists and you can do a little research in. Mm. Or, you know, if not, hopefully you as the game master give your players enough information about the setting. I really love to get into that information. Like, my character, I think, was going to come from here. And this is why they're going to be... You know, prepared to go on this adventure. Mm -hmm. It also can it helps me
1: like kind of focus, uh, you know, as a game master because there's infinite possibilities, right? But like as a prompt, you gotta you gotta give certain amount of information in it, right? So it makes it easier. Like, um, uh, well, it just there's a goal to work towards. It's like, what do I need to tell my players about this world? Well to tell their players about it, you need to know about it. Mm-hmm. So it helps you, you know, come up with... Get the juices flowing, I guess, right, you know? Yeah. Increases the the investment as a, for the game master as well as the
0: player. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, investment for the players, I think, is a huge thing. If they know where it's going to be, they can already... They can start to imagine living in this world... It increases the immersion on their part. And then, you know, they start doing research. They start writing their character backstory. You, it's, it's just good to give this, Mm -hmm. to give some preparatory information to everyone involved so that, you know, everyone has thought about it before you start and that everyone's on the same page when you get there. That's why you want to make a prompt.
1: Yeah. It's, well, I, you know. We're kind of sickos. When I get a prompt, like, I love it because then that's what I can think about while I'm doing my stupid job. Yeah. I don't have to think about stupid job anymore. I can, like,
0: you know, now let I'm, the... Now I'm
1: creating a character. Let the mind wonder
0: and think about And I'm writing it. their story about what they mm-hmm. are, how they came to be who they are in this universe, and why they're ready to go on this adventure, and yeah, like that's the best way to spend your time at work exactly. is not working and thinking about something like this instead.
1: Now, I'm sure there are uh, plenty of people out there who don't. We have a few players in our group as well that like, oh yeah, I, I haven't even cracked the prompt yet. And you know, that's, that's their thing and like, you know, if you're a game master and you're like, oh, my players aren't going to fucking read this, well then Don't do it, and then also stop listening to this episode. This is, yeah, this is don't Don't do that, because we need the viewership. Yeah, don't actually, but this is still good, but, yeah,
0: If you know your players aren't going to engage with it, then, yeah, go ahead and don't bother. If that's the kind of just, like, loosey-goosey table, and that's what works for everybody, fine. Um, But it's been my experience, our experience, that um, when you don't... Uh, yeah, when you don't deliver a prompt, when you don't focus your players at the beginning of something, as far as, you know, character creation, what setting you're going to be in, and the tone and kind of general expectations of the adventure, when you don't do that, then you end up with kind of a mess sometimes. And that also can be completely fine if that's. Like if you're willing to run that sort of adventure campaign or whatever, and you're gonna kind of just like build it off of what your players give you, that's fine too. But I mean, the important thing is your role playing. So like, I drink to that. That's fine. Um, but we usually have some idea of like a story that we want to tell or a story that we want to put the characters in. So we like to write prompts and we like to start things off with some like coherence and focus.
1: All right. Well, let's talk about some coherent prompts, mm-hmm. right? Components. What makes a prompt coherent?
0: Mm-hmm. So we've talked about some of this stuff, but this is like in bulleted list format. The stuff that you want to include in the prompt, it's probably going to be like an email or a group text that you send to your party. What's the information you want to have in it? I think going in like a order of best player use you want to start with the setting. Um you want to tell them where it's set and where is not necessarily just geographical. You also need to say like, you know, the fantasy universe or mm-hmm. the sci-fi universe. Right. You want
1: to you want to get your your genre in there. Mm-hmm. And you know, cuz like yeah, the geographical location
0: important but not uh, super necessary. Yeah, because where it takes place might not be where the player characters come from. That's mm-hmm. fine. They might come from somewhere else in the setting. But you know, tell them where it's happening, and like about the bigger world that it's set in.
1: The universe that it's in. The tone too, right? That can be an important thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming in with a joke character when you're trying to run like a serious, like you know, spooky.
0: That sucks. Yeah. So, you know, you want to give the players that information. Then we can... Uh, so, get
1: the setting out there. Mm-hmm. You know, set the, the boundaries. And then we think the premise of the adventure is the next most important. All uh, right. So, like, what are they going to be doing? Are they... Uh, well, you know, think of the back cover of a novel, mm-hmm. right? Give them some some stuff to form their character. Like, oh, how does my character go about and interact in the world? Well, if you guys are doing like a dungeon crawl, mm-hmm. characters who do dungeon crawls probably interact differently than
0: players organizing a fair. Yeah, or the like, you know, the characters in that world, a world with dungeons in it. Not everyone does dungeons all the time. I saw that. Jesus. (laughs) Not everyone does dungeons all the time. So you want to tell them, like, hey, this is a dungeon crawling adventure. You should make characters who are prepared to go into a dungeon, you know.
1: Who would go into a dungeon. Like, they don't have to be veteran dungeon
0: explorers. No, but they they should be adventurers of mm-hmm. some sort or people who would go with adventurers that's okay too. Yeah. But yeah. So back cover an, of a novel I think is a really good way to look at it because if you read back covers of novels they um you know they talk about what's going to happen but only kind of the beginning and mm-hmm. then they leave you know they leave the meat of the novel as like an unanswered question. You know, it talks about this this group of people, this character, this group of characters, they came together in an unusual circumstance. And now there's a thing that they have to take care of. Mm-hmm. How will they get through it? Like, that is the, that's the language you should be giving your players. They're like, this is the start of a story. And you are characters in the story. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what it's going to be about. But I'm not going to tell you how it's going to go yet because that's what happens when we play right you know
1: they give them like the flavor this is where the flavor is mm. right like here's where these are the things you need to fit into right like cause we're gonna be doing this and this and like we don't know how it's gonna work out but like we know we're gonna be in a dungeon we know we're gonna be in a war mm-hmm. something like that
0: and you know what universe it's in and you know what you know what region or whatever
1: right so the give that so the premise builds on the setting right you give a general overview in the setting and then you hit them with the specifics with the premise get that good flavor you know like that big fat strip on the pork chop Mm -hmm.
0: then once you got that you know the the hook or the you know the back cover the 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 premise it's a good way to describe it. Then you know you want what we to give, should have been doing? Sorry what? to interrupt. But
1: we should have used, like, cooking a pork chop as the metaphor for this. The whole time? And that could be just because so I'm you hungry. you could do, like, pork chop. But, joke. no, well, so, like, <clears throat>
0: all right, go on to the next point, and I'll show, I'll show you where the pork chop metaphor could come in. Okay. So the next thing, after you give the premise of the adventure, you want to give starting points for backstory for the character creation. And this is when players should really be st- starting to think about who they're going to be. You should give them some guidance about like what their profession should be. Or their, could be. Could be. Right? Their origin and their motivation. We, in our afterlife game, we have a, uh, like a fill in the blank sentence to help with character creation about like mm. what you do, where you came from, where you came from, who you are, what you do, and then why you do it. You know, are you motivated by money or revenge or whatever? Mm. And a good thing to put in the prompt is at least some version of that. Be like, you've already been hired to do this. Mm -hmm. There is a problem. You've been hired to solve it. That's a great way to, like, give the necessary information to your players for them to create a character that is automatically going to fit.
1: Right. So, like, when you're cooking a pork chop, (laughs) you got to think about how you're going to cook that bad boy.
0: Right? Like, are you going to grill it?
1: Are you gonna, you know, saute it? Are you gonna, I don't know, any other roast it? I don't I don't know. Now I'm out of cooking methods. But you know, so like this is the starting points for backstory are like the methods of starting or sorry, the methods of cooking a pork chop. <laughs> uh you get your character or your players thinking about what their characters how they fit in the world, right? Like what was their profession? Are they changing professions? Mm-hmm. You know, were they longtime farmer, first time dungeon crawler, or like have they been dungeon crawling their whole life? Yeah. Right. If you ask that question, they might not have an answer when they show up to the session, but they could have they could have been thinking about it, which means they
0: know what they don't want to do. Yeah. They'll have yeah, they'll have at least had a couple ideas that they've said no to. At that point. And then maybe they're waffling between, you know, if they want to be a spellcaster or, uh, you know, an archer guy. Yeah. And then they hear that their friend is like, he's got a plan to be a ranger who shoots arrows. And they're like, okay, that's, that makes the decision easier for me. I'll be the Mm spellcaster in the group or something. They'll have always already thought about what they don't want to do. Yeah. And then, you know, when they sit down, they'll, something will click into place. And whatever does click into place will be something that fits. Yeah.
1: I should have used the, the cooking methods for the mechanics thing, which is what is up next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So the pork chop metaphor doesn't work. Turns out I'm just hungry. Uh, <laughs> all right. So <clears throat> after next in the order, mm-hmm. uh, the game system being used, right? So you've set the scene, you've given the premise. Here's, like, your starting points for backstory. Now, like, let's get into specific mechanics, right? So, like, we're going to be using D&D 5e, Mm -hmm. Pathfinder 2e. Is that a
0: thing? I think so. I think 2 is what's current. Yeah, nice. Um, Score 1 for me. I never played Pathfinder. Right, or we're going to be doing
1: uh, Kids with Bikes. Or like, you know, the most poggers system out there, we're going to be doing
0: the Eclipse engine. Mm-hmm. Buckle up. And we're playing our stuff. Anyways. Tell the players what it is yes. that they're going to be using. Um, and if it is something, you know, if you're going to be using 5e, I mean, why not include a link in the email? You write this in an email to send to your party, mm. right? This is the thing we're going to be playing on Saturday. Also... Here's a link to D&D Beyond or whatever. If they already use it, you probably don't need to include something like that. But yeah, if, if it's not d and Which is why D&D, this one's
1: at the last. Yeah.
0: Or the bottom of the list, I mean.
1: Because it's probably, if you've been talking about it with your friends, you probably have already decided what system you're going to play. So it's probably going to be obvious. Mm-hmm. But, like, Not necessarily. Not necessarily. And then also, you know, this is where you could put in restrictions for like, oh, no, uh, you know, no flying races. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, uh, no clerics this time right. or, you know, like, what have you. We're doing such and such a setting. We're using D&D, but or we're using a setting where this doesn't. We're
1: starting at level five. Yeah. Or, you know. That's,
0: like, that's important, too. Maybe it's a one shot an adventure module that you got from somewhere and you're ready to use it. And it's like, Oh, recommended for this party.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And maybe you don't have that, but you want to run it. And you're like, okay, we need, you know, three to four players and they should be level three to five. So you say, okay, make sure you make your characters at the correct level. Tell them that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in this part of the prompt. Um, Or if you're not doing D and D, if you're using some other system, include like you know the character sheet or the character or a PDF of the rules if it's if it is something that's available that way Mm -hmm. include that as like an attachment or whatever so that they're not so that if they want to they can make their character completely and come to the come Mm -hmm. to game day with it ready to go and if not you know you can still help people through it if they don't have it but if it's like you're gonna play like Tunnel Goons, something really simple. Put the PDF in the email. They're like, "Yeah, this is easy character creation. I've already done it when I've when they show up." Um, give yeah, give them all that information. Right, and so like that one's kind of an optional one. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: if you guys
0: are really and it doesn't familiar, apply to everything. Yeah,
1: if you guys are really familiar with like, yeah, we've been playing D and D. We're gonna do a one shot outside of our regular campaign. Mm-hmm. They don't need, well, maybe, like you know, it's optional. Sending them character sheet in the player handbook. Mm,
0: that's we, kind of a lot.
1: We know this stuff. We we yeah. have level fifteen characters in our campaign.
0: We don't need that. But you tell them, but, like you know, you know, make a level five character yeah. for this one shot. No spellcasters. Boom. That's the you know maybe that's the restriction of the one shot you're yeah. playing or whatever um yeah so give them an introduction about the setting if it's in like you know a licensed universe or whatever universe like if you're going to be playing a star wars thing you should tell your players it's set in star wars yeah you should give them a premise of the adventure the basic like hold on so pay attention because these are the this is the
1: criteria
0: that we are going to talk about because we're going to read some yeah so give them a setting introduction give them a premise of the adventure, uh, give them the starting points for their backstory, the things that directly inform their character creation, and then information about the game system to include any restrictions. All right. So
1: <clears throat> that's what should be in a prompt. That's what we think that's, makes that's a That's what prompt. we
0: think now after we've, you know, mm. been doing this for a while and written some other prompts, so now we're going to read some prompts that we've used before and we're going to evaluate what good information is in them and what would be better to include or what yeah. they're missing, stuff like that.
1: Um so Oh shit, am I going
0: first? No, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. What's uh what type of prompt is this? So this is an email prompt to Dane and Taylor for a one-shot we played a couple Months ago. Well I
1: meant is
0: it like a mission what do you mean? it's a mission briefing? Oh. It was a mission briefing. Yeah, it was a it's so a mission briefing. I think we should actually well, we should talk about this before yeah, no, we no, read no, it. But
1: just you're oh you think we should? I, I well, think we should. There's different types of uh prompts. Mm-hmm. I was thinking we could do this after
0: we read ours, but uh Okay. Let's talk about this let's let's read it and then so, we'll talk about how you could do this better right we we both could yeah like all right right, right. this is a mission briefing prompt so this is a this is a one shot for a sci-fi a sci-fi one shot that me dane and taylor played i ran for them uh, a couple months ago so here we go setting a frontier solar system cut off from earth consisting of hundreds of habitable moons orbiting a gas giant occupied mostly by humans and a minority of various aliens. Prompt, you are top-tier mercenaries or military contractors, and you have been employed by the Jupiter Mining Company, a powerful in-system megacorp, to visit an abandoned mining outpost and retrieve some vital tech that was inadvertently left behind. On approach to the outpost, an unidentified ship lifted off from the moon in question and began a hard burn. The JMC immediately notified you that your mission parameters have changed and you are now ordered to catch and board the ship and secure the cargo inside. Game system, and then I have a uh, link to the character sheet that we used, which was a thing that I wrote this based on Morkborg, if you're familiar with that, but it was, uh, I changed it to be a little sci-fi. So not really in the order, that we um, that we set it out. I did start with the setting first.
1: Yeah, let's break let's break this down. Uh, you know what would have been really great is hmm. if I had it up already, but I I did I,
0: email it to yeah. you. All
1: right, so <clears throat> so uh, here's what I like. I like how you separated um, each thing. And you actually you know, cheated or something because there's setting, the prompt, which is the premise, and then the game system. So, oh, and uh, in the prompts, the first sentence is the starting points. It's you know, you are a top tier mercenary or military contractor, mm-hmm. right? So there's your profession, origin and leaves the motivation open, mm. right? Like,
0: why do you military contract? Why there's, are you a There's some of the restriction in there, too. Like, mm. I've told you who you are because this is the mission, and I didn't give you any room to be like, oh, I'm a I'm a space mystic who like does drugs and well, I'm kind of a space mystic who did drugs. I guess, yeah. But like, (laughs) if if that was if that was an aspect of your personality, your job still had to be space mercenary. Oh, I was still really good at my job. Yeah,
1: I diffused the whole situation, if I
0: recall. (laughs) Anyways,
1: All right. So setting, right? Um, Oh, and you didn't you didn't read the parentheses. So the setting. You guys listening... uh, Well, they wouldn't have known what that meant. Right, I know. know. You guys listening might have thought the setting was a little stale. Or sparse. Sparse, right? Because it's it's like two sentences, Mm -hmm. right? Frontier solar system, cut off from Earth, consisting of 100 inhabitable moons, occupied mostly by humans and minority of various aliens. Um, I ran an RPG light on a road trip in a very similar not the same but like I kind of uh you know laid the groundwork not trying to take credit but just like well, it was yeah it was the same vibes it was a setting it was. that like
0: it, it it is so there is a parenthesis we were familiar with there's a parenthesis that I didn't read that was specifically for Dane and Taylor that was same deal as the other one that we yes. played so
1: he gave a little setting uh, and then was like here's your your touchstone your touchstone for like more of the setting yeah because we like played a couple hours in RPG light in a talked car about it. about it so we knew exactly what it was we knew what setting we were in i think that's a very good prompt well i would say you know a a on the setting introduction even though the listeners might not be like, oh, "That's not enough for a setting." It was because
0: we were familiar with it. Mm. And you can do that for your players. If you, mm. you know, if you're all nerds for a specific setting or you've been playing in the same homebrew setting for forever, whatever. You can just say like it's this. It's it's this. It's Star Wars. It's uh, Forgotten Realms D&D. It's mm. where we've been doing our same adventure, whatever. You can just say that and you know, let the let the knowledge that your players already have do the rest of the work.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to the premise, right? Mm-hmm. All right? The premise is we've been employed by the Jupiter Mining Company, right? Name some names. Mm-hmm. I like that. Powerful in-system megacorp. I know who they are now. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to visit an abandoned mining outpost, retrieve some vital tech, that was inadvertently left behind. Right? Alright. Simple, you know, every everyday mission. Oh, except for on approach, we there's an unidentified ship lifted off from the moon and began a hard burn. Then we got a frag order that uh, we're no longer going after the vital tech. We got to go after the ship. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's really good premise, right? Because it's like, yes, this is just a normal day at the office. Routine mission. Oh, except for this one, it's a little bit different. There's something weird about it. There's a ship that's lifted off, and now we're supposed to go catch that. So, like, that can give me a lot of stuff as a you know player making a character. Am I mad at that? It's like... You know, is this something that, like, ah, oh, I fucking hate it when they change the mission? Mm-hmm. Or am I like, man, that was... I'm glad this happened because that was going to be boring. Yeah. Right? You know, it gets... it gets uh,
0: Some excitement. Excitement, right? You know. It also... Um, so, for the game master... good for the players, obviously, to give a prompt like that. Mm-hmm. But for the game master, if you write a prompt like this that leads you right up to the start of play... When we sat down and started playing, it was... You know, you two on a like a boarding skiff, about to land on this mystery ship. we went we jumped right into mm-hmm. the meat of the gameplay. And with a one shot, you don't want to waste any time. You want to get right into gameplay. So if the prompt if the prompt can do all the legwork of everything that happens before something interesting happens and bring you right up to the first encounter, the first interesting thing, then you can jump right into gameplay. Hmm. And that kicks ass because that's the fun part to run as a game master, and it's what's most most fun for your players to actually, you know, start playing. Yeah. So I think that was... Oh, and then,
1: you know, game system. Uh, it was a...
0: Was this a completely you thing? Or you said... It's... Um, so it's based on the system, the Morkborg system, which is okay yeah you said it was more yeah, yeah. which is um, a handful of attributes and just a handful of points. Mm-hmm. so like yeah. you're good at you can be good at strength mm-hmm. but you can't be great at strength without being terrible at everything else right so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you have to be you and know, then, like an like RPG light, it was yeah. very RPG light. And and then it's a simple, just like every point that you put into a stat is a plus one to that dice roll. Mm. So if you put all your points into science, then you're going to be good at science and rolling with you know no bonuses and everything else or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: All right, so I think that was a very strong prompt. Uh, it. I mean, and like, yeah, because I actually had made a character in it, uh, I liked the character that I made. Um, I felt I had enough resources and enough creative freedom and enough creative, uh, well, a prompt. I had a good prompt to go off of, to build off of. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, you know, narcissism for the win, right? Mm hmm. All oh. right. Uh, is it my turn? I
0: think it's your turn.
1: Oh shit! Um, so what is the uh? Well, what's what's the sort of? So I recently just shared a shared it with you in case you didn't want to dig through your emails because mm. I found it very helpful to look at the to same look thing at while it. we were assessing. So <clears throat> this prompt, it was for a start of a campaign in mm-hmm. afterlife, um, and. Its type is, um, it's an imitation, you know. Uh, it's a letter. So, in, in character, I wrote this letter that was sent out to the characters of the players, right? For them to make their character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you know.
0: Well, that's part of the prompt. There's a Yeah. But, yeah. And that's so, a very cool, okay. So...
1: It was for our, for my Alpha Serum X campaign, <clears throat> titled "The Last Hunt of the Wildcat of Santa Rosa." Questionnaire, question one: Young or old, your character has done much in their life. Something you have accomplished has gained great rena- renown. Gotta read it as is. Through a feat of daring, a clever heist, or maybe it was a scientific discovery. Your character is known by at least a small community. What was this accomplishment, and in what community are you famous? Question two. How does you character make a living? (laughs) Little spelling mistake there. Uh Question three. Where did you come from? Who were slash are your people? Question four. Where were you when you received Maria's invitation? What were you involved in? Question 5. Your character is motivated by something other than survival. If so, what is it? Call to Adventure. My name is Maria, better known as the Wildcat of Santa Rosa. Whether or not you have heard of me, I have heard of you. I am very much impressed with your accomplishments, especially answer to question 1. I am reaching out to offer you a very lucrative opportunity. I wish to slay the shadow stalker of Napa, a great monster that has plagued Santa Rosa for a generation. It is time for me to hang up my spear, and I want to do that in style. The team that I have handpicked would be much better if you were to join. I hope you will make for my estate post-haste to discuss details. Your time is very valuable, thus compensation will be generous for making the journey from answer to question four to my beautiful lands you will be paid a fair sum regardless if you choose to join me on the adventure further compensation is negotiable and will be discussed in person travel expenses with evidence will be fully reimbursed upon arrival Call at me in the Nunez estate before or during the last grape harvest of the year, as I plan to set forth after the harvest.
0: All right. In prompt. So, the stuff we talked about. Let's go through this again real quick. Setting, premise of the adventure, starting points no for backstory. There at all, really. The game system being used. But... We talked about this, and I don't think that is a I don't think that's a strike against this prompt because the players who we were, the the player group who was engaged in this was familiar with Afterlife. Mm. We the people who we play with have been kind of along with us for the ride the whole time we've been working sure. on this. And
1: but it didn't say anything about where Santa Rosa was. That's true. Uh, Santa Rosa was named several times, um, but they have no idea where that is. So,
0: whoops. Kind of whoops. Giving players maybe a map or something. Yeah. And part of me is like, well, you can just look it up because it's it's post-apocalyptic North America. So looking up stuff like this, like Napa mm-hmm. Valley yeah. and shit that should that should tell you exactly where it is kind of but not necessarily because mm-hmm. maybe that you're not the kind of person who thinks that way maybe right. you don't automatically assume well, it's a and, real thing or and
1: not even just for you know the players but like you know in the the letter that the characters receive it doesn't say where the fuck Santa Rosa is. Like, you know, think about it. If you're like a hardcore mercenary That's you know, true. Like raiding s- in the Great Lakes, where the fuck
0: is Santa Rosa? Right. Because they don't have Google Maps on their phone. Right. Because they don't have a phone yeah. in the post apocalyptic wastelands. So, right. yeah, so having, been having a sentence the letters. in there being, oh, how do you get there? Ah, mm-hmm. oh, well,
1: go to the shattered coast and find the most. Joyous, lucrative town. There is in Santa. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Right.
0: So I think could have been. So yeah, more setting. setting. More setting information could have definitely been there. Uh, I think we could also we could just knock this out right away. Game system being used, we don't discuss because not discuss what we did is it was. We all knew was Afterlife that we were using Afterlife and we were using the most recent draft of the game system that we had Mm -hmm. and we had printed copies available for all our players.
1: I had no restrictions.
0: Yeah. So, setting, maybe there could have been a little bit more whatever. Game system being used, not mentioned in the prompt, but was a given with the group that we were working with. Mm. So, I, I don't think that's a strike against the content of the prompt. Now, let's get into the other two. Premise of the adventure... And starting points for backstory. We should probably do those in opposite order because it starts with... I
1: put starting points for backstory first. Mm -hmm.
0: Which I think is fine because the way this works is it populates stuff in the letter that you get. So, the questions. The question one is the big one. It tells you that no matter who you are, you, without restriction, can be anyone Mm -hmm. in the afterlife character creation system. You just have to have done something that gained you some renown, and I think it's pretty cool the way it's set up that like you could be a great warrior or you could have been you know a nerd. Yeah, uh, you you could have been a scientist or you just like done something interesting. You one of us could have made a character who's like an evil Knievel who just like jumped a dirt bike really far Mm -hmm. and that's what they were famous for. That fits, but um.
1: I forgot what most well uh, okay, uh, some guy s- set uh, or blew up with a nuclear bomb uh, facility that was you know too too uh, powerful to be left in the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what you did.
0: Mm, my guy was my guy just wanted to die. Oh, that was Ganos.
1: Yeah, that was Ganos. That was the
0: start of Ganos. Who just, oh, he was like, a great warrior. Yeah, he was a great warrior, but he was ashamed of, of failing mm-hmm. in his past, so he wanted to just die in battle. Well, yeah, you were known as the guy who let Saul die. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, I was famous. Yeah, I let my king die. That sucked. Uh... I mean, it sucked in a cool way. It was fun to play, but yeah. Um, and then, Anyways. yeah, the other stuff, how does your character make a living? Where they come from? Who's your people? Where were you when you received the invitation, the letter that we're about to get? That's important, too, because you're not necessarily in the same place where you grew up or mm. are a native of, whatever. You you travel, maybe. Um, and then is your character motivated by something other than survival? That's important to know. Like, you know, do you want money? Do you want something for your people? Are you after some... Piece of technology, whatever, because that allows Dane as the game master to give Mm. our players enticing rewards. That
1: one was purely for because further compensation will be negotiated. Yeah, it can be negotiated. So, like, that was to get you guys thinking about okay, when you arrive at the, the Nunez estate and be like, okay. What are you gonna pay me? You have an idea of what you're gonna ask for. It could just be money,
0: <clears>
1: but like it also could be like I
0: want a helicopter. Yeah. like, <laughs> Alright, that'd be tough. We'd have to pull some strings to try and get that. But you know, it gives it gives the game master it, it tells the game master how they can motivate your character, and that's that's good to know. And then that leads into the premise of the adventure, which I think is the part that's really fire because it's like in universe, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. My mission briefing was an email to Dane and Taylor, the players, but this call to adventure is a letter sent in game to our characters. And that's fucking fun. It also, it, well, first it hits these bullet points. It's the back cover of a novel. It's, hella flavor and it is the premise of like what are we going to do we're going on a monster hunt and it's some it's somebody the person who's hiring us you know we don't know them yet but it's somebody's last hurrah and they want to make a big deal out of it and there's a monster hunt okay Mm. that's that's all very that's all very enticing and flavorful but then the extra step that i think makes it really cool and this is a great if you can do this with your players do it make it like an in-game handout a letter that your character receives and we have some other things here like a wanted poster a mercenary contract i could have written mine mm-hmm. in like you know some legalese like this is a space mercenary contract, Here's your contract. They, contract yeah this is your contract the parameters of the contract you and then space to like fill in your name and your You know, stats and shit. Could have done something like that. I didn't. But I think when game masters do this, it's awesome. When an adventure starts with something that's Mm in-game, a handout like that, that rules. So, yeah. I like it. And that was the only other thing to talk about is the different types of examples and Mm -hmm. the idea of making it... Integrating it into the game itself. Yeah. Like the letter that you sent. Very cool. If you can do that with your prompt Game Masters listening, do that. Because it kicks ass. It's fun as hell. I think it kicks ass as well.
1: Um, Because it just adds to the immersion Mm -hmm. of, like, what does... And, like, I don't even know what my character is. But I have to have an opinion on this. Right. Because this was in character. So, when I make up a character, I'm thinking about how they feel. About whatever,
0: you know, if about it's a then, poster. Then you automatically, you're already role playing because yeah. then you start to think about the reaction that your character has to it and you're like, is this different than my reaction? How would they, ooh, maybe they don't like this part of it. Maybe they're ashamed mm. of the thing that made them famous. Mm. Whatever. Um, right. Maybe the guy on the wanted poster looks kind of cute. <laughs> you know? I'd like and... to bring him to justice. <laughs> That's from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine we all would but unfortunately police cornered him and he shot himself in the (laughs) face (laughs) yeah so there's there's plenty of ways uh to
1: integrate it into like in character in in worlds uh you know immersion right um one in poster talk about that invitation slash you know letter um and there's probably like 10,000 different ways we haven't thought of and didn't write down on our outline um, but a prompt in
0: universe is dope as fuck yeah making it somehow in game that jump starts role playing you're going to you're going to you're going to start thinking about your character and then you're going to start like reading the prompt in character and then surprise you're already role playing and that yeah. That's fun. Um, but yeah. That's that's pretty much what we have to say about writing a prompt. Mm. Right, so we writing a prompt it's
1: uh it's cool or it's mm. fun. Fun. Uh, you know, it gets your players thinking about it early, especially if you can do it like immersed, emerged emerged. Nope. How do you Immersed, <laughs> uh, immersion. I'm struggling on that one. Yeah, uh, immersed. If, yeah.
0: immersed in the universe. Yeah, fuck yeah. If it's it. if it's a thing, if it's a thing that like your character receives and not you as a mm-hmm. player, top tier, fun. Right.
1: So, a proper well, a proper a good prompt uh, includes the setting introduction, like the when and where, the genre, the tone. -hmm. Right, but also the premise, right? Like, think of it as the back cover of a novel, the hook. You know, what are your players going to be getting into? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to inform how they think about making a character. Mm -hmm. That's where the flavor is, right? And then just some starting points. Maybe they're in the form of questions. Maybe it's you know straight up telling them, like in the mission brief, you guys are military contractors etc. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's your profession, origin, motivation? Yeah. And then if you need to clarify, you know, game system,
0: maybe it's a given because you only play D&D, mm-hmm. but if it's not, tell your players right. we're using or this system.
1: Maybe you have some some class and race restrictions in D&D. Like mm-hmm. we all know we're playing this game, mm-hmm. but uh none of this, none of this
0: mm-hmm. uh etc. Yeah. Write prompts. Write prompts for your adventures and your one shots. Get uh, you know mm. get those juices and flowing. And you can even
1: write prompts during a campaign. They don't have to be for fresh.
0: That's true. Sessions. I uh, when we did that Warhammer Fantasy one, mm-hmm. I gave one of my players. I gave Taylor's character. He received a letter in game, mm-hmm. and that was the prompt for the after the intro session. That was the prompt for the main adventure. Yeah was an invitation to a party mm-hmm. where well i didn't know that was the like adventure prompt but right stuff went wrong at the party and launched them into a different adventure mm-hmm. but they, but like
1: yeah if you want to you know set up the next big thing in a campaign maybe there's a wanted poster yeah. in town maybe you receive a mysterious invitation mm-hmm. right you can still write a prompt even though we You've been doing just a for like the for next, the next yeah.
0: session or the next thing that you're setting up. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know more about that, you can go back in our catalog, find the episode we did about handouts
1: mm-hmm. and one shots in
0: a campaign and one shots. Check out one shots, too. We love one shots. We have espoused the value of one shots many times. But that's other episodes. Yep. And I think this episode's about done. So thank you. For joining us uh, for this episode of Two Headed Game Master, if you liked our stuff and you want to check out more, visit 2HGM.com.
1: Yep, we got a bunch of stuff there, uh, including our Eclipse engine for free, mm-hmm. always free, uh, plus link to Patreon and, well, you know, Twitter, Rip, whatever. Mm. Uh, I it's mean, not dead
0: yet. It's a weird, funny place, but... yeah. Uh yeah. But there's other Who stuff knows. there too.
1: There's you know tools and charts and, mm-hmm. and Some other materials.
0: Game material stuff mm-hmm. to download and check out. Um yeah. Join us next time for another episode of Two Headed Game Master. We'll be back. Uh thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of the song Pond Hill is Finest is the intro and outro to our show. I think that's it. We'll see you next time. See you next time.